So James, we uh, we both, we all go out and see a lot of customers. What would you say are some of the most frequently asked questions? So uh, some of the frequently asked questions uh, that we get more so than others is, one is gonna be, is it the right time to prune my trees? Mm -hmm. And when people ask me that, you know, the first thing I start with is, well, it really depends on your objective, right? You know, if, if your main objective is, is that you want to, you know, mitigate hazard, then, you know, we're going to want to prune as soon as possible, you know, especially if you have large dead limbs in your tree that are hanging over your house or have heavily uh, uh, walked areas or things like that, you know, but if it's, um, it could have a lot to do with location, right? I mean, if you're in an area that we know we have a high infestation of a certain disease mm -hmm. that's active at a certain time and that transfers through open wounds or root grafting, uh, when it's most active, then we probably won't want to prune during those times. Right. So I think it has a lot to do with what your objective is and where we're at um, and what we're going through. Yeah, I, I tell my customers that there, there's never a bad time to properly prune your tree, and there's never a good time to badly trim your tree. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even in the heat of the summer, we can still prune trees, even though it's a million degrees outside. But we're a little more careful in what we take out. Um, but like you said, we always try and look at it from the objective side. You know, why are we removing this limb or this section of a tree or even these plant parts? Because if we're not meeting a goal, then why would we remove that limb? Yeah, there, there always has to be a reason for, for taking something off. Um, somebody used to say to me, I mean, you, you want to cut your pinky off for, for no reason, right? right? So make sure if you're taking off, you know, especially on a mature tree that we know could be, you know, X years old, you know, it took X amount of time to produce that limb and we're just going to cut it off in five minutes. You know, to me, that's a little bit silly. Yeah. When we start talking about big cuts, I always worry about the length of time it will take to heal versus rot or decay set in there. Um, and that can introduce, you know, yeah, maybe this limb, aesthetically, you want it gone. But if you're making this big wound, you're going to introduce opportunity for other stuff, even though you may accomplish whatever the objective is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where, you know, our, ourselves as arborists owe it to the customers to say, well, we understand that. But here's the potential consequence for mm -hmm. those actions. Yeah. That's why it's really important to, uh, uh, you know, use a certified arborist because they'll understand, you know, the difference between a tree that may be able to compartmentalize or, or seal itself a lot quicker and easier than another tree. Right. You know, you wouldn't do to a Schumard red oak that you would do to a live oak um, because they just they have different healing processes or the same, but it was just one of them is a lot better at it. Um, so what's another common question that you get on a site visit? So another one is, you know, it, it'll be mid-December or, you know, mid-summer and uh, someone asks, well, is this an okay time to, to fertilize my trees? You know, when we're talking about fertilization, most of the time we're talking about a biannual treatment program. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, twice a year, every six months is ideally what we would do. Um, and so if we're doing that twice a year, it doesn't really matter when we start because we always have everything readily available in the soil when we need it. So there's never a lack of what we're applying in the ground for those trees. So uh, the best time to start for me is whenever I start to see stress factors or, or it, you know, I go out to the property. Right. And the way that our fertilizer blend and mixture works, 
you know, it, it's got a lot of uh, soil building properties to it to where we're not just fertilizing the tree. We're feeding the overall soil, which promotes the overall plant health. And then, of course, we're fertilizing the tree, supplementing it with those actual nutrients. But the way our mix works, you know, with when we're soil conditioning, when when is there a bad time to condition the soil? And also here, it, it doesn't get cold enough to where the roots stop growing. You know, when you get further north and the soil temps stay cold, you could make the argument, you know, yeah, don't fertilize in the winter because the tree is totally dormant. For us here, they just are the roots grow most of the time for us. They might slow down for periods of time, but they last, they grow throughout the winter for us here in North Texas. Oh, 100%, I agree. And I think that, uh, you know, if we didn't have to, we wouldn't even put fertilizer in the, the mixture if we didn't, you know, need to. But unfortunately, we do just because well, we lack certain nutrients here in North Texas. So right. it's a big reason why we have to add, you know, nitrogen and, and things like that in our fertilizer. To help those trees grow mm-hmm. as much as we can, yeah. Is there a common question that you get? Um, you know, uh, another common question that I get, um, and this might actually be number one or number two, is, uh, uh, you know, why can't I just have my landscaper prune or trim my trees? You know, and whenever I hear that, the first thing that I say is, is I say, well, because they're going to trim your trees and not prune them. Um, Correct. So, you know, trimming is arbitrarily cutting branches without having a set objective. And uh, a lot of times the customer is telling the landscapers what to do. You know, um, us as arborists, when we go out to a property, you know, we're going to prune your trees, which is a technical term. And uh, well, we have clear objectives and why we're doing what we're doing. So when our guys go in the tree, uh, they know exactly why they're removing or, or uh, uh, reducing or, or doing whatever kind of pruning technique they're doing to meet that clear objective. Um, you know, another thing is, is that uh, uh, why you shouldn't have your landscapers prune your trees is because, you know, liability issues, safety issues. You know, they, they don't go to the training uh, or go through the training that, that our team has to go through. And they do this every single day of their lives. It's not... You know, they prune trees sometimes and then do this sometimes. They, they, they're they in trees every day, so they understand it. They feel comfortable with it. And um, we feel comfortable telling somebody if we don't feel comfortable with our guys doing it. So right. I think that's why. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, some inherent dangers in the work that we do. You know, you're talking about large, heavy limbs overhead, um, over the workers, over the roof, over cars. You know, there's a lot of potential consequences and when you're not trained, those potential consequences, you know, the, the chance of an accident or something bad happening go up. You know, of course, we don't ever want to see any property damage or hear anybody get hurt. But like you said, that's why, you know, our, our production crews are highly trained and we're all the proper safety gear and, you know, all that good stuff. Whereas not every landscaper, but in general, anybody can go buy a chainsaw. And the chainsaw will cut the tree. Yeah, a homeowner could buy a chainsaw and do it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to mention that, you know, we have to follow certain standards, you know? I mean, so, so there is an added level of, you know, uh, safety there, right? The, the landscaper, he's not familiar with the, uh, the, the rules that we have to follow when we're in trees, you know, to, to help to, to mitigate the amount of danger there is. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's a dangerous job. 
uh, you know, there's, there's, we, the guys, it doesn't matter if it's a 20 foot tree or if it's a, you know, an 80 foot tree, it's dangerous. And so I think that making sure everybody goes home at the end of the day, um, and everybody is safe plays a big factor in that because the landscaper may, you know, do something, uh, or try to tackle something that he, uh, doesn't really know it's his first time doing it. And then he gets hurt. And, uh, what's going to happen to his family, you know, and I understand that they just, you know, are out there trying to make money, but, you know, safety and life is more important and our guys are, uh, safety is key. And, you know, one of the other differences between having, um, us as arborists and our production guys versus just somebody to come out and cut your trees is we're not afraid to tell a customer no, you know, or ask why. You know, why remove that particular limb? Or, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that to your tree. And, you know, that, that takes a lot of knowledge to be able to say that. Um, not to be rude about it, but, you know, like we said, if, it, if it's not going to meet an objective or cause undue harm to the tree, well, then why do yeah. it? And us as arborists, it's our job to ask those questions or to say no, frankly. You know, sometimes um, if we feel that strongly about it, that we just we won't do that kind of work yeah and i've had to tell people that i i won't do it just because it doesn't meet the objective or it's improper pruning and um uh so yeah no i i completely agree with that so james what would be some of the the consequences of improper pruning well you know there's a lot of ways to improperly prune a tree you know uh what's the most common one that we see all the time i i would say over pruning Mm -hmm. you know that's where somebody just goes in the tree and takes out as much as possible and a lot of times you know they don't know why they're doing it they don't have a clear objective and i think that you know uh, if they're not certified arborist and if they are and that's unfortunate but if they aren't they don't understand that you know the tree's gonna respond by trying to grow a crazy amount of that back and the tree's just going to look awful next year. And now you're going to be stuck in this. Either we come out and tell them, let's not prune it. It's going to look like this for a while. Let's let it fill back in or, or they're going to be pruning it every single year, you know? Um, and so that's definitely the biggest issue. The second one is, you know, when every time that we cut a branch or our team cuts a branch, there's a right way to do it. Just like everything else in life, there's a right way, there's a wrong way. And so we have a lot of what's called heading cuts on the trees. And uh, whenever we do those heading cuts, the tree can't actually do its natural process of uh, the sealing that we talked about earlier. And so um, uh, a lot of times we have to go in there and correct those cuts anyways. Or, or And either way, um, you know, I think having the certified arborist out to make sure that your trees don't get over pruned um, and, and don't get improperly pruned. Uh, is the best decision for your tree. And that's, I tell my customers all the time that, you know, stripping the middle out is easy because you can reach it from the ground. Um, in reality, you should take material from the edges because you're reducing that branch end weight and the chance for failure and leave the middle alone unless it's deadwood or crossing. or I mean, we do take out material from the middle, but we don't just strip it out just because. And when we talk about objectives, more often than not, it's, well, I want to get more sunlight through this tree. And, you know, have to politely explain to him, well, by doing that, you didn't increase the sunlight. Mm-hmm. All you did was strip out the middle. You know, when you leave the ends full, 
that's where your your sunlight you know is still getting hit on the edges of the tree stripping the middle out didn't do much other yeah. than just over prune the tree and i had a case of that yesterday where the lady's house was north facing and you know so she's not getting a lot of sunlight at mm-hmm. all and she thought that going inside of the tree and thinning it out was going to you know solve her problem and I'd explain to her, no, you know, there's ways that we can try to by creating separation between structures and, you know, trying to, to maybe raise and balance a canopy to get more east and west sunlight, but it's it's a difficult objective. Well, and you can't help when, you know, you have the tree in the center of the yard and a two-story house mm-hmm. and the sun tracks behind the house. There's no pruning objective that's going to fix that issue. It You know, we can make the tree look great. We can meet the clearance issues. But if sunlight is the objective, there's no way to achieve that. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult objective. So where would you go to find more information about proper pruning? So you can go to our website at treenewell.com um, or, uh, and find the phone number there to call one of our customer service representatives uh, to set up an appointment with one of our certified arborists. Mm-hmm.